Hi there. This is the podcast for college Catholics where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick and thank you for joining me today. By the way, if you're new to this podcast, I would like you to know that my main purpose in this podcast is to present the faith in such a way that it will be understandable and relevant to young people and college students in general, but, you know, to anyone who's listening. And in that sense, my plan is to present the faith following the structure of the Catholic doctrine, starting with the content of the faith, then the sacraments, then the commandments, and finally prayer. So if you haven't heard the previous episodes, the best thing might be to start with episode number two and work your way through to the most current one. The reason being that I have made a presentation of all the truths of faith starting from the most fundamental ones and then working my way through all the truths of faith so that I can establish, so that you can establish a solid foundation for your faith. So today we will be talking about the sacrament of, of confirmation and why it is important for all of us to receive it. Now, one of the most surprising transformations that we read in the New Testament is that of the apostles before and after Pentecost. You can read what happened in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 42. When Jesus called them, they were simple men, some of them quite ignorant of the things of God, concerned many times about worldly things, sometimes even greedy for power and money, And after embracing their faith, even before Pentecost, they were worried and afraid about being persecuted and about suffering for their faith in God. In fact, after the resurrection of Christ, we read that they were together in the Seneca in Jerusalem, careful to keep the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Now, after the coming of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost, they became less afraid to speak out, bolder in stating their faith in Christ and more knowledgeable and able to transmit their faith with clarity and conviction. Moreover, they spoke in languages that they had never spoken before, and people from different countries and cultures were able to understand them. And by the exhortation of St. Peter, that day there were about 3,000 people who were baptized and joined the church. So not only did they have a better understanding of the faith and less fear and more courage, we could say, but also their message was more effective in the souls of the people who were listening. That day, in which the apostle received the Holy Spirit in a visible and powerful manner, is in a sense the archetype of the sacrament of confirmation. We could say that the Holy Spirit, which they received in a powerful and visible manner, we also receive in an effective way through confirmation. In the case of the apostles, it was very evident and clear, and most people have heard about that event described in the New Testament. But the reality is that something similar happens in the life of every Christian that is confirmed, although it doesn't happen in such a manifest and extraordinary way. However, in some saints, that effect was more visible. For example, we have the case of St. Catherine of Siena, She was a young woman born in Siena in 1347. She didn't learn to write as a child, but only later in life. She could only read, but with some difficulty. However, thanks to the action of the Holy Spirit, received the confirmation, she, who could barely know how to write and read, was able to write many letters later in life to important dignitaries of the world. 
She was able to communicate with Pope Gregory XI, whom she exhorted to come back from his residence in Avignon to live in the less pleasant city of Rome at the time, where he was supposed to live, right? Um, and even though she didn't learn how to write until later in life and could only read with difficulty, she was able to write a masterpiece of spiritual literature, the Dialogue with Divine Providence, and was named a Doctor of the Church by John Paul II. There's another case, also pretty amazing, that is the life of St. Ignatius of Loyola. He was a soldier before his conversion, so he didn't have much, of a, uh, much more than a basic religious formation. However, through the later development of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which he, which he received in confirmation, he was later able to reach out to an incredible amount of souls through a small little book that he wrote, The Spiritual Exercises, which contains incredibly profound truths of the spiritual life and rules of discernment of spirits, which are incredible in their depth. Though these rules of discernment of spirits are the most accurate guide to understand the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of the evil one in our souls. And these rules have since never been superseded in their spiritual depth and in their clarity. So one of the amazing things that these rules have is the clarity and simplicity of the principles to understand the work of, some, of the Holy Spirit and the evil one in the soul, which is very deep and very complex. Right? So there's, it's clear that that cannot be just the, uh, or the effect of his studies in life. And there was nothing in his previous human qualities nor in his theological studies that would have rationally explained the depth of that spiritual doctrine except for the work of the Holy Spirit in his soul. So there we have two of many other examples in the history of the church where the Holy Spirit clearly produced great effects of holiness and of truth in the lives of many people, right? So what is the sacrament of confirmation and, and why should you receive it if you haven't done so yet? And why is it good to have received it and what can you expect, right, of those uh, graces that you receive in the sacrament? Confirmation is one of the three sacraments of initiation. And those sacraments, the three sacraments of initiation are baptism, Eucharist, and confirmation. And they are called of initiation because they help us become fully Catholic, or if you want, they help us acquire the full spiritual mature stature of the children of God. Of course, there will still be much more to grow spiritually after receiving those sacraments to the point of being holy. But those three sacraments give you the foundational graces you need to grow into full Christian life. In that sense, the Catechism, number 1285, about the Sacrament of Confirmation, says that the reception of the Sacrament of Confirmation is necessary for the completion of baptismal grace. Right? So it seems that the Sacrament of, of, of Baptism gives you many graces, but they are completed, they are perfected by the Sacrament of Confirmation. So our Lord wants to pour out His Holy Spirit on you. And he does this primarily through baptism. There we're uh, cleansed of original sin and sanctify, sanctifying grace is given to us. And all the organism, we could say, of the spiritual life is poured out on us. 
But through the sacrament of confirmation, the Holy Spirit and all his gifts are given to you in a greater abundance, in such a way that the church says that baptism is completed through the sacrament of confirmation. So through confirmation then, the Holy Spirit and his gifts are given to you in their fullness in order to become an adult Christian faithful. Again, uh, those gifts can and still should develop in you. And that is the process of our sanctification. But as far as the gifts and the infused virtues, they are given in their fullness in the sacrament of confirmation. A common comparison um, that is given is to say that just as in your natural life, around the age of 19 or 20 or 21, you become adult with a more independent use of judgment and hopefully able to more to make more mature, responsible decisions, so too, in the spiritual life, the sacrament of confirmation gives you a kind of adulthood in the Christian life. Adulthood in the Christian life through the sacrament of confirmation. So th- this doesn't mean that you're immediately able to do perfect choices without possibly without possibly committing mistakes. But it means that you have received all the basic spiritual tools to grow in virtue and holiness. There are no further gifts, no further infused virtues without which you couldn't be holy Christian faithful that are given beyond the sacrament of confirmation. So in the sacrament of confirmation, you receive the, the whole package, we could say. So let us look at the sacrament itself, how it is administered, and what's, uh, what are its parts, like its form and its matter. So in the past, centuries ago, the sacrament of confirmation was administered together with the sacrament of baptism. And this is still done in some of the Catholic Eastern rites. However, with time, because it was difficult for the bishop to go to so many distant places where the Christians were, it was allowed to separate both sacraments, allowing priests or deacons to celebrate baptism and reserving the celebration of confirmation to the local bishops. So, the ordinary minister of the sacrament is the local diocesan bishop who can occasionally delegate his responsibility to a priest, right? So the usual celebrant of the sacrament is the bishop, but occasionally, in extraordinary situations, a local priest can be given the delegation to celebrate the sacrament of confirmation. And during the rite of confirmation, then, the bishop will lay his hands over all those who will be confirmed, and he recites a prayer in which he asks God the Father to send the Holy Spirit with its seven gifts over those who will be confirmed. Part of that prayer reads this way, Send your Holy Spirit upon them to be their helper and guide. Give them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of right judgment and courage, the spirit of knowledge and reverence. So that's that just a part of the prayer. It's a longer prayer. I'm not going to read it all, but that's the essence of it. Now, the essential elements of the sacrament are the following. Every sacrament of you know, as you know, has form, a form, and a matter. In this case, the matter is the holy chrism, which is olive oil mixed with perfume, which is consecrated by the bishop during the chrism mass, which is that mass that typically celebrated on Holy Thursday, at some point during the day. 
The form of the sacrament is the following. Uh, typically, the one who will be confirmed approaches the bishop together with his sponsor, and the bishop, while imposing his hand on the forehead, makes the sign of the cross on the forehead of the confirmand with holy chrism. And at the same time, he says, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Of course, with the name at the beginning. For example, if the person is Peter, he would say, Peter, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, in Eastern rites of the Catholic Church, there's a variation of the celebration of the sacrament, which, if you want, you can read a bit more in the Catechism, number 1300. But we'll leave it only, um, I'm presenting only the uh, way it is done in the Latin rite, or, or the West, as I say. Um, anyway, finally, the bishop gives the sign of the peace to the one who was confirmed, which is an indication of the communion of the individual with the bishop and with all the church. Now, one very important aspect of the sacramental confirmation is that this anointing indicates our permanent configuration with Christ. The word Christ means anointed. So Jesus Christ is therefore the anointed of the Father who was anointed by the Holy Spirit. So in a similar way, the Christian faithful are configured to Christ by this anointing with oil, with holy chrism. And therefore, we participate in the triple mission of Christ, who is priest, prophet, and king. So Christ is the priest, the prophet, and the king of all the world, right? And we are, we participate in that triple responsibility of being priests in a sense, right? Prophets in some sense and kings in some sense too. Uh, so if you want to put it in other ways, we can offer our spiritual sacrifices to God. We're pri priests, right? In a sense. We ought to teach the truth revealed by God. We're prophets in a sense. And we ought to lead others to God and through example. And in that sense, we are kings as Christ was king, right? So this anointing, which is received in confirmation, is permanent. It's permanent. And that means that it will never be eliminated or deleted because it sets a seal on the soul, a permanent seal or permanent mark which indicates that we are and will always be fully Catholic, fully Christian, fully members of Christ. This seal or mark is called character, right? Christian character. It's that seal. And no one or nothing will ever remove that seal set by Christ on our soul, regardless of what we do and where we end, heaven or hell or purgatory, right? We will always be Catholic and this seal, this character will be visible. We will be identified as fully Catholics. So this is the that indelible character received through the sacrament of confirmation that makes you a true soldier of Christ, a full member of the mystical body of Christ, which is the church, a member of Jesus Christ, a disciple of our Lord. So in the next episode, we will talk a little bit more about the effects of the sacrament of confirmation and how we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit in full measure. So that's for next episode. So by the way, I wa also wanted to, I would like to invite you to a young adult conference that we do every year called Enkindle. This year will be held from September 23rd to the 25th in Brooklyn, Michigan. 
And this year's topic will be Jesus Christ, his incarnation, and how he is our redeemer and role model. So the title will be Eche Homo, which means uh, behold the man. Eche Homo, know Christ, know yourself. So for more information and registration, you can either Google in Kindle Young Adult Conference Miles Christi, or easier, uh, check the link in the description below. And if you'd like to get a $20 discount when you register, you can use the promo code available in the description below as well. So thanks for listening. May God bless you. And we will see you next time.